have found that in order to get full coverage on YouTube, you have to have copyright free music because I'm all about getting that bag. You cannot get monetized. If you have anything that resembles possible copyright infringement. Therefore, I had to change my impro, intro. Hey, y'all, this is 2022, a new year, a new time for podcasting. And I had to get a funky beat to basically express what I want to put out in the atmosphere. And this is Tenfro. I'm back, back, back again. I'm a social critic, thought leader, but I'm more reclusive than cranky. But I want to read, watch, cook, and just share all things that make me happy. My wish is that this increases the curiosity of the listening audience to come back for more and to share with friends. I want one million unique listeners and downloads. I want creative, quality Millie to be known around the world. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. So if you're listening to me on YouTube, click subscribe. Tip a sister. And I just want to thank you guys for listening. And enjoy and get your bop on. Copyright free. So today is Memorial Day and I'm feeling actually pretty good. I'm not really vested in the length of this episode because I've spent the better part of the week uh, processing and commenting on the tragedy that happened in Tops uh, and then compounded by the mass shooting um, in Uvalde, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Well, to me, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to try to pretend that I'm all right when I'm not all right. Um, The anxiety, I don't know. It's not so much anxiety. It's just anger about... The more I find out about the lack of response and the double talk of the politicians and while we're dying, it just doesn't make any sense. So how am I going to make sense out of nonsense? I'm going to just reflect on other things, other beautiful things. For example, this Sunday New York Times, out of everything that I flipped through the paper and nothing really caught my eye except for this, of course, been Tenfro is reading podcasts and probably one of the greatest institutions in the world is apps is getting ready to be protected and renovated. Ireland's front room. It's a part of a constant use, in constant use, a library from the Trinity College in Dublin. 
that's been in constant use since 1732. While we live in a world that seems to be bent on everybody becoming mediocre and di people with different views, points of views and thoughts <coughs> are being legislated out. They, this place is glorious. It is a wonderful 17th or 16th century building from floor to ceiling. It's um, the room, the open room is basically um, two floors of books. There is a curved roof, um, rich, dark, darkly stained wood, and the shelves are perfectly stacked and organized. <clears throat> with just books they have at the front entrance they have this book that goes back um it's the um what is this book the book of kale one of the oldest gospels when um ireland was at the pinnacle of christianity in the new world ninth century gospel i'm sure is probably on some type of uh, lamb or some type of cover and some type of skin and it's uh, elevated with um, illuminated with the iconography all throughout the book. I would love to go see it but what they're planning to do is they are individually packaging each book and putting it into an off-site uh, storage um, and then they're going to start the painstaking uh, Re renovating the bookshelves and preserving the bookshelves also the roof updating the fire system just doing a lot they have great uh marble busts probably of scholars i'm sure there's nobody black in here but surprise me and just also the painstaking detail of preserving um the dampness keeping the dampness out of the books um, and probably doing some restorative work to the binding. So it's pretty exciting um, what they this massive undertaking. They have the support of the government because they see it as a national treasure as well as other donors. So $95 million, or 65, wait a minute, it's more than that because yeah, it's 95 because, yeah, it's 90 million, but I think it's like 95 million USD that is going to take them to renovate and preserve um, this worldwide international treasure. They say it's going to be closed to all visitors beginning next fall. So if I chop some of this weight off and get my butt on the airplane, I can fly over, get a gander, and then fly back specific for the specific reason to just see this library but it also brings up um, the point of other beautifully de decorated libraries um, throughout this country and Canada um, and throughout the world that I would also want um, to take a look at I just want to go to these places see the books get the images that they am sure providing from it um 
and just read. I mean, why not? If I can't do anything today, all I can do is be encouraging to the people of Uvalde and every parent um, in the United States, all of us that are dealing with, continue to deal with this great loss as they go on. Um, I greet you, ten, I'm Tenfro, greeting you from my the safety of my home and just reflecting on everything that has been going and transpired over the last 48 hours. And it's been one heck of a week and week and a half. It's just been a lot. Um, the more I learn about the statistics and gun, the, the, the gun lobbyists, I get more and more upset. We are less than 19, 20 weeks into the new year. We've had over 200 mass shootings, um, including my father. Um, and a young woman that her life was taken by another person that was equipped with a semi-automatic gun. No, he wasn't law enforcement. And in fact, he was a, a felon and he had no right to actually possess that gun. I, I'm, I'm just having to process a lot of emotions because I look at the 19 little children and the two teachers that passed away and seeing the grief on the father's face and processing the feelings of loss and anger and sadness. And how do you process all of that? Well, the experts say you have to have an outlet. And so I'm grateful that I have my platform that I can speak on, um, recognizing that all feelings when things like this happen are valid. Making sure that you take care of your mental health before you try to help and assist someone else. And just knowing that you may not, can't go through and you can care, but you can't carry all of the emotions of all of these people. You have to get away to be able to process your own. Uh, and if God's willing, you can reach out if they want to. You can only, you reach out and you listen to them based on your capabilities and what their needs are. And if they don't reach out to you, that has to be okay too. Um, I think people need to stop getting so hurt and offended in, in their own feelings when someone, people go through these major tragedies and if they don't ask you for help, that has to be okay. Because, and if they wanna keep their struggles private, that's okay too. As long as you know that they are getting help and help is available to them, mental health, or even some people actually have to be on medication to deal with this. That has to be okay with you. 
you can only offer as much help and assistance as people are willing to ask you for. If they're not will, if they don't ask, don't try to force it on them. They have their reasons for why they want to keep their situation private and they are dealing with it the best way that they can and just having to tell another person is also very difficult too. So give them the grace and the space to process it and in their own way and be available as much as they want you to be available. And it's a day at a time thing. It's not, we're less than 48 hours after this tragic event. So what now, you may ask? Well, now the funerals are gonna start. They, people that had, parents that, that just had dropped off their kids and had celebrated with them because they got some good citizens award. Now they're gonna have to go, they have to go back up to the school to receive the bodies from the coroners. I think they are the, the children are in San Antonio now and having to plan for a funeral of a 10 year old. That just, that just blows my mind. What also blows my mind that I'm also in right, and I think a lot of people are saying this, there's a lot of posturing by the politicians, but there's no actual work. Because if you are not a cop or if you are not a army, a military person, there is no reason that you have to have an AR-15. I, I firmly believe those guns don't belong in society outside of the military and also outside of the police force. And that's even stretching it because who are they going to use it on? And some, and we also know that the police force and eh, some of the mugs don't need to be a, be a policeman. It's a, it's a, a gang of sociopaths in some respects, but I say that to say this, Semi-automatic weapons don't need to be in society. They really don't. There's no reason for it. Who the freak are you hunting? And you can't have those guns that can do the most damage when you got people rolling around crazy as a coon cat and just and, and wanting to do the most destruction. That's the only reason why I can see those guns and you can have them. No sportsman need, says he needs it either. The owner, the, the, the creator of that high-powered weapon, he says he, he didn't even have one. He created it. He said he specifically created it to arm our military. So why do you think you actually need it? Because it's available? No. It's very, those guns are very expensive. But in the wrong hands, they do this. And we go to a season of mourning over and over and over again because just because it's available and you can buy one legally, why is it legal to own a weapon of mass destruction? I, I don't, I'm never going to understand that. And until this melts into another news cycle, we're going to continue to mourn. There have been over 200 mass shootings 
with only these two. They have just started the burials of the people that lost their lives at tops. Now we're getting ready to go into another season of mourning with the deaths of these little children. I'm going to also add to this episode, I want to hear back from other people how they're processing all of this loss of life. Um, the, it'll be in the the notes. If it's not too trolly, I'll actually uh, should be able to pay um, to play it um, or read um, the the messages um, on my next episode. I think I I don't want to be flippant, um, but I don't want. No non-trolly messages. You can critique the show. You can call me all the name, but I just want to know and hear from people true messages of if you want to spread hope, uh, give condolences to this fam- these families, and just basically say a kind word that may actually help somebody. And that's the whole purpose of me recording um, this episodes and the extra episodes that I've been putting out because this is how I'm processing my grief and my anxiety, getting it, verbalizing it the best way that I can. But if you would like to leave me a link um, at anchor.fm forward slash Felicia dash Marie dash Baxter forward slash message. You can actually click on the link in the uh, the story notes um, and leave me a message. And if it's non trolly I'll actually play it on the next episode. Um, and I hope all of you guys have a great day. Please be safe. Hug your children. Tell them that you love them. And let's just be kind to each other, won't we? So on to other things, you know, I also in the the grand scheme of things, there was also there's still violence against Asians. There was also a mass shooting in a Taiwanese church where those parishioners lost their life. Somebody, um, I think they were protesting Chinese control or Taiwanese sovereignty. All I know is you just because you have access to these guns doesn't mean you have to pick up one and get to blasting because you have no other mechanisms to take out your frustration about something that you have nothing to do with. And I bring only bring that up is because I've been watching Bling Empire um, on uh, Netflix. I think I'm going to go back. It's, this is the trash TV version or reality trash TV version of the Kardashians 
with no cultural appropriation. They are the culture. Um, these are super wealthy Asians, sometimes first and second generation over here, but their families are balling. What I do envy is the community, their shared heritage and their dim sum. Um, these are some skinny ass bitches that dress in Prada um, just to have cocktails at the local bar. I want to have this experience because there's a uh, African-American ver or African version of this um, that I also envy their community and again, their shared heritage. But it also just brings up my thoughts of going somewhere where Pete, they really understand me and they're not from a cultural and racial standpoint that the reality is I am becoming more socially isolated because I don't feel safe outside. I thought it was just the bugs, but I'm also afraid of stray bullets and people just losing their mind because they're so mediocre and they don't know how to control themselves. And they'll take out their frustrations and their mediocrity on me. And I don't want that. I want to experience and have the same fun and just relax at a bomb coffee shop in Accra and have Joba rice um, in one of the many restaurants made from scratch and to be able to enjoy it without somebody getting to blasting. I really would like to have that experience. I can plan my trips to libraries and to uh, check out uh, independent bookstores that cater um, to the African diaspora and get back to my roots and just have a full, safe African-American experience. But I don't think I can have that here in the United States. Recreate, um, have my own bling empire on a budget. So I am watching, I watched episode seven of F The First Lady on Showtime and they could not have, they couldn't have known to time it. And I'm not sure how much flexibility in the scheduling they could have had um, in delaying it. I'm referring to, in this episode, there it referred back to the Sandy Hook massacre um, and how the Obamas tried to handle it and how devastating it was to the nation at that time. And we had vowed to make changes in gun violence. There was a young woman that Sandy Hook took place. They had um, uh, his reelection. Um, and then there was a step team from Chicago that visited them and met them at the White House. And one of the young girls, 15 year old young girls,
died was shot because of gun violence. And uh, uh, First Lady Obama, Michelle Obama went um, and promised that nobody would forget her name and we have. And promised the same thing to the Sandy Hook parents and we have. And when does it stop and can we stop it? And they tried to extend the assault wife rifle ban for years. And the Republicans and the gun lobbyists fought them tooth and nail and they made no progress. And now here we are 10 years later having the same discussion, having no response, a confused response to another school massacre and another young black woman getting gunned down in the street and all of these other things. To me, it's just saddening. Um, I am going to pause name of girl from step team that was gunned down right after Obama. re-election. I know that's pretty specific when you actually Hadaya Peddleton 15 years old Hadaya Peddleton also um, Sandy Hook students massacred images hate this to do this but all the names all these babies Olivia Angle Jessica Ricos wow Avia Richmond six years old Jesse Lewis Grace Audrey McDonald these are so cute Noah Posner, his twin sister survived. Anna Marquez Green, Emily Parker, Charlotte Bacon, Catherine Hubbard, Josephine Gay, Josephine, shit trip, I like that cut. Daniel Barden, James Martiolio, Carolyn Prevetti, Allison Wyatt, Victor Victoria Soto, Lauren Russo, Don Hirschsprung. She was the principal. Mary Sherlock, the school psychologist. Emery Murphy. Just Dylan Hockley and Madeline Sue, Chase Kowalski, Jack Pinto, Benjamin Wheeler. We need to be ashamed of ourselves because we promised that we wouldn't have to go through this again. And again, here the fuck we are. I 
I just I wish we could be better than this. I didn't know that one of the victims was covering, used her body as a body shield. When we hear about the cops in Uvalde running away from danger and how this lady, this one person gave up her life to shield other children and she lost her life and one of the children that she was trying to protect. It just makes me sad. These children were beautiful. Their teachers were beautiful. Everybody was in the prime of their life. And, and the shame and the shade of it all. Um, we can't, you can't come back from it, don't get me wrong. But just the idea of Hadiah Pendleton and those babies. Just the idea of just the idea that we you can't protect your kids. Uh, people, the kids performing in the street or a part of the majorette team like Hadiah. These kids were what? in first grade and but and they still it's like we are telling them we you don't have a choice um and you can't protect the kids once they get here yeah and you can't protect them once they leave she was gunned down sentence is 84 years she was absolutely gunned down by somebody, she got gunned down by a stray bullet. What I do and have seen, I don't, I, I'm, I'm okay with the side-by-side -side in images with First Lady uh, Michelle Obama, but the side-to-side -side image of the guy that shot her he, I don't even know, 42 years. The getaway driver. So they were doing some type of drive-by, but he wasn't even, um, probably wasn't even aiming at her. It was a stray bullet. They were spraying the crowd or whatever. The other guy got 84 years. And she got caught in the crossfire right around um, right around the corner from where Michelle Obama grew up. And we're still talking about can we or should we not have these assault rifles on the streets? I don't get it, y'all. 
but we can't just because the news cycle has moved on we haven't and if this makes us if this spurs the conversation i don't think it's in bad taste for them to have uh presented it because the same thing is still happening we can't forget these people's name and although it's uncomfortable if it spurs the conversation to truly get something done it was perfection i hope it does become one of the most widely watched uh shows on showtime and this past week and if it spurs the right type of conversation i don't i don't think the conversation needs to deviate about how often uh viola davis pursed her lips but the topics at hand was gun violence um right in chicago that's still going on now it's like turf wars are still going on now people don't know how to act because their mind ain't right that's still going on now and there's no help they're cutting funding still in the wake of some really crazy motherfuckers rolling amongst us and they all are strapped with high uh, semi-automatic weapons you have if you can't control you go you can't make cuts on one and then make an increased security and then the security still doesn't work. You've got to be realistic about it. And this double talk is not working either because y'all said the same thing 10 years ago and it's still not working. Having more arms in school did, still didn't protect the 19 babies that lost their life. So stop it. And Rubio and Cruz, you need to go sit down somewhere because you are lying to yourself, you're lying to your constituents, and you're still lining your pockets with gun lobbyist money. I'm tired. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is on, It is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others, and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that, that can change everything for you. And, and just basically change your day. Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for the notes on this podcast, as well as other works 
by CQM in um, that are and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowisreading at gmail.com. Um, all non trolling messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.